Welcome to Life Science Marketing Radio, the podcast where marketing leaders inside and outside the sciences share their creative ideas and practical approaches to increasing your marketing ROI. Here's your host, Chris Connor. All right. Hello, everybody. Um, this is Chris Connor, your host at Life Science Marketing Radio, and this is an unusual story. So I had intended to interview someone for a podcast today and publish it today or tomorrow. And for the first time ever, my recording software has failed and I've submitted a ticket to get it fixed. Um, But now we're going to do something even better. So first of all, you all know I'm a big fan of repurposing. And I am working with David Schifrin of Filament Life Science Communications uh, on repurposing some of my own content. And he was nice enough to say, hey, I know you lost your chance at a podcast this morning do you just want to jump on the call and record 20 minutes about repurposing and I'm thinking great and since my last episode was about using audio content and just recording conversations between subject matter experts this is a perfect example so that's what we're doing so David thanks so much for helping me out yeah, you bet, Chris. This is fun. And we talk enough as it is. Like you said, we might as well turn on the recorder. Yeah. So so what I've asked David to do is I've got a I realized after a couple of years of doing this, I have a lot of content on my blog and my podcast. And I thought, how can we turn that into something else? So I've asked David, who's a fantastic writer, to help organize my blog posts into an ebook that has more structure than you would find on the blog, right? Yeah. So the basic idea is 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 to compile everything that you have from the past. What I guess it's three, maybe four years and turn it into something that can be read, you know, relatively quickly, but that, that that's a fairly coherent, um, I'm going to use that word, you know, um, less than a minute into our conversation, but that's a coherent story for life science content marketers. And so that's what we're working on. Yeah. So, um, the, and the idea is that I've written on many, many topics. Now we've organized them into an outline that makes sense. So there's something about planning and something about, um, goal setting and structuring your content and repurposing and the whole thing. So there's, there's a flow to it that would, you can dive in and look for anything to say, this is uh, where I'm struggling with my content strategy. I can go right to that part and without having to plow through my blog online or whatever, you can find it easily. Right. Yeah. So I don't remember what the exact number was when, when we first pulled all of your blog content, but it was in the neighborhood of, um, I don't know, 25, 30,000 words maybe. Um, and actually now I'm pulling it up here and I, I think it was significantly more than that. Well, anyway, many, many thousands of words. And as you said, it's, t- it's tricky. If somebody's coming to your website and they're interested in creating content or how to promote content, I mean, they can search for those terms, but they just, it's, it's hard to find. Blogs are really, I think, useful for somebody who's kind of a regular visitor um, and kind of gets the, the flow of things. You can take kind of these snapshots, but if somebody wants just like a strategic overview of what's going on, uh, you know, having a little bit more of a defined piece of content is a really good way to go. So that's, yeah, that's essentially what we're trying to do here. Right. So tell them, tell the audience what you've been doing, how you're pulling that together and making it work. 
So I, um, I'm actually going to start by mentioning the software that I'm using, which is Scrivener. Uh, I've been aware of it for years and kind of toyed with some trials on it, some free trials for a long time, but never quite had the, the relevant use for it. But over the last several months, I've found how, how valuable it actually is. So there's just a free plug for the folks at Scrivener. Um, <clears throat> and what I've done is, is gone through, and I should thank you, Chris, because you had this stuff very well organized to begin with. So you had a pretty good idea of what you wanted this to look like. You had some general topics that come up you know, pretty regularly in your podcast and in your blog. And, and, um, it's been interesting because, you know, as I've read through every blog post you've ever published, you start to see these common themes emerge, whether uh, we realize it or not as, as we're creating content. And so it's just picking out those common themes and then literally putting them in a folder in Scrivener and then naming them. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the basic idea. And then from there, it's just more kind of massaging and finessing the words so that it's, um, it's one cohesive piece of content. And so what we've been doing over the past several weeks is just finding the, finding the best place for each blog post and not just each blog post, but each, you know, section within that. And so one of the, the interesting things as I said, is that there are common themes and quite frankly, there is some redundancy. And this is, I guess, the other part of, you know, a blog versus an ebook versus any other type of content is you're going to find areas where there may be some overlap. And so what we've been trying to do is just streamline that. And so in some cases it's meant completely getting rid of an entire blog post that we thought we were going to use because it's just, it's all the content is redundant with other stuff. And that makes it, um, not as valuable or almost frustrating. You know, people don't want to reread the same thing. And in other cases, it's taking a paragraph from a blog post and dropping it into another one. And so individual blog posts become chapters. The chapters are grouped by section. And what we've ended up with is, um, is kind of a four part. I wanted to have some information right in front of me here. We could leave some of this in so people can see how podcasts are actually created and edited. Yeah, that's fine by me. It's sort of scary. There's the one fumbling around, but yeah, yeah I mean, this we don't is, have to leave it all we, in. I mean, if this is going to be behind the scenes, let's do it. I'll, uh, what do they say? Be vulnerable, right? So, okay. So what I was, what I was getting at there is that we've ended up with this, uh, actually six part series, uh, six part ebook. And the sections are, uh, I'm a fan of alliteration because it's cheap and easy, um, but I've got the prelude. We have a section on planning content. Uh, the next section is on producing content, then promoting it, then repurposing it. Uh, and then the last one, which I thought was pretty cool, Chris, that you came up with was people um, and, and how to kind of work with people on your team as a marketer and a couple of other things. So you know, it's, it's finding the common threads and figuring out a way to turn them into, I guess, a bigger whole. And as of right now, we, we have a, not that word count is a relevant metric. It's kind of like Twitter followers, right? It doesn't mean anything if they're not engaged or they're good words, but right now we're sitting on a draft ebook that's uh, in the neighborhood of 35,000 words. And I think is a pretty nice introduction to life science marketing. Nice. And don't sell yourself short. So the other thing that David's doing for me, of course, he's doing the massaging, as he said, reorganizing, moving paragraphs here and there, but also writing introductions to each section and transitions between the chapters to make sure it all flows nicely. And of course, having seen a draft, you know, I know that that's going really well. So, um, 
and an important part of making this content as good as it can be. Yeah, so that's been an interesting thing from my standpoint. I mean, before we started recording this, we were talking about uh, formal life science marketing and their their um, you know their work really revolves around archetypes. And so one of the challenges that I have as a writer, especially in situations like this where I'm ghostwriting a non-technical piece, is kind of figuring out your personality, your archetype, as it were, and trying to write in that voice for those intros. And um, I don't know that I could pull that off for you know, an entire book, but it's been pretty fun to, to kind of learn how to write as Chris Connor for, you know, for a page or two. (laughs) Well, I certainly think it's working. And then, so let's tell them the other thing we're doing. So I, um, well, you can tell them about what we're doing with the podcast if you want. Yeah. So the second part of this is of this, this project that Chris and I are working on is taking the transcripts of all of the podcasts that he has done. And again, grouping them by topic and so as I talk here, I'm going to switch over uh, to the other Scrivener file that I'm working in. And, and this is actually how our conversation this afternoon started. I, I sent him a Skype, I sent Chris a Skype message asking for a transcript that I couldn't find and a couple of other files and whatever. And, and uh, here we are an hour later recording this. Uh, but Chris wanted to repurpose his podcast. And so for those of you listening, you know, he's been doing this for a long time and, and putting out great new interviews on a regular basis. Well, some people love audio content. Um, some people would rather read the transcripts and, and that's great. I mean, people have different ways of processing information, but there's also a huge amount of topical information that is, that you can extract from multiple different interviews. And so I guess what I'm trying to say here is we, what we've done, best way to describe it is by explaining what we've done, right? So, so Chris went through his podcast and found common themes. Again, it's this, this idea of umbrella themes for, for different, different pieces of content and then group them. Uh, and so what I'm working on now, in addition to the other ebook is taking chunks out of the interviews that Chris has done over the last several years and, um, and, and instead of grouping them by interviewee grouping them by topic. And so things like careers in life science marketing, you know, how to find a career, how to hire people. Um, we've got a section on marketing automation and that's going to include stuff, uh, from Guy Page and Marilyn Cox and a few others, um, leadership, storytelling, visual content, branding, all of this stuff. And, and in some cases, the same interview has turned up in multiple sections because, you know, these people that we're interviewing are, providing really interesting information on a number of different topics. And so, you know, again, it's, it's going through and finding those common threads and then regrouping them. Um, and we're going to end up with 10 or 12 pretty extensive blog posts that are going to give people a really, hopefully interesting look at different aspects of, uh, of content marketing. Right. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to putting more content up on the blog. My thinking in contacting David was when I stopped writing the blog for the most part, or uh, an extreme slowdown, if you will, um, I, I had said pretty much everything I wanted to say about content marketing, which was the focus at the time. But then having talked to, um, I think now 42 or 43 different individuals in almost 50 episodes of the podcast, I found there's a lot of information in there. And as David described, it, it weaves through, you know, there are threads that cross multiple interviews. And I thought we could create some great posts with quotes 
and chunks of interviews from other experts, which was the whole reason of starting the podcast was to curate ideas from other people in the industry, because I certainly don't have them all. I don't have a tiny fraction of them, but I know somebody who does. And, and so that's what I'm really excited about. So we're repurposing blogs into eBooks and podcasts into blogs and podcasts into transcripts and webinars into podcasts. So every possible way. And the one thing I want to say just from a general content marketing standpoint is that outside of the life sciences, I see a lot of, what would I say, content producers who have a very tight message and find many, many ways to present the same thing. And I think sometimes in life science, we're always looking to say something new. Um, and maybe that dilutes our message, or at least we might be afraid to think we already said that we have a piece of content on that. But as you think about your own behavior, first of all, um, you don't read everything that comes through your email. You don't read every piece of content you have a chance to, maybe because it's just not the right day. And then it goes, it, it falls off the bottom of your screen. But if it showed up again a month later and the timing were right, you'd read it and you happily so. So um, I want to encourage people to think about this idea that even though you feel like you've already said it and you don't want to annoy people, um, there's low risk of that by repeating yourself. And so I see a lot of very successful marketers outside of our industry, you know, taking that same message and just coming at it a thousand different ways. And so that's what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And, uh, an example of that is, um, Jay bear. I think it's, I think it's Jay who has the, he has a, actually he has multiple blog posts and audio. I mean, he does this, but it, again, getting kind of meta, he has a whole series of pieces of content on how you can make multiple pieces of content out of one thing. <laughs> and I, and I think the number for him is seven where it's like, you can get a, you know, X number of Twitter updates and, you know, a blog and then a video and then an audio, like a little mini audio right. postcard. And, and, um, I mean, that's how he does everything. And he's been enormously successful. Yep. Um, and yeah, stuff just needs to be reinforced. I mean, you know, that's why Chevy advertises every single uh, commercial break uh, for, you know, during an NFL game, like it or not, people, people need that kind of reinforcement. Yeah. I noticed the same thing uh, during the Ryder cup. I was watching that a couple weeks ago and I'm thinking after three days, I've seen that commercial like 20 times. I got the message. Yeah, it always worries me when my wife and I will sit down and watch TV together. And she goes, oh, that's a really nice ad. And I'm thinking, I've been seeing that ad for a month and a half. What? <laughs> <laughs> Spending too much time in front of the TV. Anyway, uh, yeah. Um, so um, that's pretty much all we wanted to talk about. The other, other thing was just to give you a peek behind the scenes at, at – one, how we as content creators think about creating content and also, um, now I'm, I'm going to stumble, um, again, to reinforce this idea about repurposing uh, and every different way you can do it. And finally, 
thinking about how to use audio to create content, which really, you know, I don't expect every company to start a podcast. I wish they would um, with, with some thought behind it, honestly, and, and a clear goal. But using audio, as I talked about in my last episode, just to get words out, I mean, David or I could have sat down and written a story like the one we just told you. But it would have taken a lot longer and been a lot less fun. And now we still have the opportunity to create a written piece of content. And in fact, to get meta again, this conversation is going to go into the project that David just talked about. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we're just making the most out of everything we do. So if you're at work and if you didn't listen to the last podcast and you're trying to get information out of a subject matter expert, just think about pulling out your phone and recording a conversation with them. Ask them, you know, what's interesting about the new product. Ask what kind of problem it solves. Ask what, ask your market managers what, you know, people are interested in. And, and you, will, you will get content. And it, you may not be able to transcribe it directly. You should transcribe it and then turn it into something else. But you will have plenty of things to help you produce the content you need much faster, sooner uh, than you would, and more, more engaging than you would have otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So if I could, uh, so I guess three things come to mind and they're all a little bit off topic. I normally wouldn't do this, but I guess since we're going behind the curtain and kind of doing stream of consciousness, hopefully you'll, okay, great. (laughs) Thanks for indulging me. So one thing based on what you are tied to what you just said, Chris is, um, you're talking about asking questions and taking notes. That is one of the best places to get content. So whether you're talking to your marketing or your sales team, you know, people internally, or if you're talking to potential customers or even customers that you lose, ask one question, you know, what a lot of times you'll see the, what is your biggest problem in X um, and, and record five minutes with that. Well, now all of a sudden, every time you have one of these conversations, you ask that question, you have a whole series of FAQs. Or if your sales team goes out and every time, you know, what, what ask them, what are, what's the number one question that you get about our product? And now you can turn that into a blog post about your product, or you can, if you're asking uh, customers directly, you can turn that into a series of FAQs or troubleshooting things, or just, you know, what are the big questions in the industry today? Um, so that turns into a whole nother set of content that can be repurposed. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I guess I would say is, um, uh, oh, right. So yeah, the, my stumble there actually reminded me what it was. The second thing was, was humanize your company, humanize your brand. Uh, so this, I don't know how much editing Chris is going to end up doing on this conversation before he posts it here, you know, by the end of the afternoon, but you know, you've been listening to us and, and kind of fumbling around and I tend to ramble and, um, that is kind of awkward, certainly, and it may frustrate people, but there is definitely something about having these kind of transparent conversations. It doesn't have to be exactly what we're doing now, but you know, find a new way to put kind of a human spin on what you're doing. Not everything has to be robotic and technical, um, and I think that that's uh, really important. Again, as, as you were saying, Chris, a minute ago, like people in other industries do this. Why don't life science out of the life sciences. And we're so focused on the numbers and the data, we forget about being human. So, you know, find a way to present kind of the human side of your company. And then the last thing that, um, 
I will say, uh, just, and this goes back to the ebook that we're working on. Uh, this is totally divergent from everything else we've been talking about. One of the things that you will see throughout the ebook, we start with it, we end with it, and it's all throughout, is this idea of a content map, a marketing strategy um, that takes people through the customer journey. And, and one of the points that Chris makes regularly throughout the blog is don't create more content than you need to. And so part of that is repurposing. Um, you know, take one piece of content and turn it into something else, and that's going to save a lot of effort. But the other thing is, as he said, if you if you know the goals, then then you can be strategic and very very focused about what you actually need to do. Um, but the other side of that and is it gives you a little bit of flexibility when things aren't working or things go wrong to do something else. And so I'm going to use this as a specific example. Um, you know. Chris has kind of his his content map. He knows the topics that he wants to hit, and he's going to find ways to do that. And so today, your software blew up, um, and so this turned into a completely unexpected piece of content that we're recording. But it completely fits within your 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 um, your map. And so, you know, there's kind of this idea that if you set some boundaries, you can have a lot of flexibility within that, within those boundaries and have some fun with it. Nice. So I want to go back to a couple of things David said. And um, the first one when is about when he's asking uh, maybe the salespeople or directly your customers. The great thing about this, especially if you get it recorded, is it's really beneficial in content marketing to use the words your customers use uh, to talk about your product or their problems because those are the words they would use when they're searching. So not just what you think they said or what they meant, but to really think um, very hard about what are the actual words they use and how can we put those exact phrases into our content. And then the other thing is is exactly what he said about humanizing your brand there's your customers will appreciate it i know um, maybe your brand monitors to be polite uh, <laughs> will, could struggle with with some content that's a little bit like what david and i are doing here today because it, it is a little loose but on the other hand um, this is perfect chris i don't you, know what you're talking about <laughs> You you have to realize that your salespeople and other people are out there, you know, speaking um, presumably without anyone listening to them all the time. So, um, unless you know you're you're bugging their briefcases or their iPads, which I know is possible, please don't do that. Um, there are real conversations going on and and the salespeople are the people in your company that your customers like the most they have those relationships and they're real so why can't we bring that in to your r&d people and your application specialists and your marketing your product managers and your ceo this is what makes your company real and that's um, about as powerful a branding as you can do right yeah, I think that's it. That's great. So I want to thank David Schifrin from Filament Life Science Communications again because this is just a fantastic gift he gave me on a day when um, 
I just could not get the software that has worked reliably for two years um, to work. And kudos to the software because it tells you immediately that it's not capturing audio. So otherwise, we could have had I could have had an hour long conversation with somebody I who went to a lot of trouble to talk to me, and then said, "Oh, sorry, can we do that again?" So. Um, that's the good news. The bad news is the software didn't work. And the best news is that David bailed me out. Uh, and I think is we've created what I think is going to be a fantastic episode. So thanks very much, David. Yeah, man, it's been fun. Thanks. We have, uh, between the two of us piecing this together, we're, we're going to have four or five files and probably about a gig worth of audio to, to patch together. This is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I have a feeling we're going to do this again. I hope so. We're going to find a way to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, hit me up on Skype. And uh, like I said, we have these conversations pretty regularly. We might as well record them. All right. Oh, and in case you're wondering how I did this, when I said that my recording software failed, uh, the software that failed records through Skype. But David and I each recorded our own voice on our own computers, and then we're syncing up the tracks. As always, if you like the show, please tell two friends And if you would like to see more of this type of content, go to lifesciencemarketingradio.com and scroll down to the bottom of the first page. On the right, you can subscribe to my newsletter where it says the best of LSMR. Thanks for joining me. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks.